Price, your host of The Cell. I invite you to listen to our program every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. I would also like to thank you for listening to Community Radio on WGRN LP 94.1 FM, Columbus. I'd like to welcome our listeners back. Thank you for joining us for part two of the Center for Healthy Families, which help young teenage girls who are dealing with unexpected pregnancies. They also provide services and programs for the family as a whole, and they also provide services for the young father. You'll be listening to Bernadetta Stone and Nicole Harris. If you happened to miss last week's show, which was part one of the Center for Healthy Families, you can always log into the Faith Thomas Foundation's YouTube channel, on which you will find all of our previously aired shows. So sit back and enjoy part two and obtain more information on the Center for Healthy Families. A lot of the teams that you counsel, is it a low percentage of dads participating? That's kind of a trick question. In general, with our center, having a young dad in our program is about 10%. But if they're in the household, even though they may not want to be involved with our program, we're still going to assist them. And in many situations, they do not qualify for a program because they're over 21. So we may direct them to other services. Many times we encounter families where they may even identify as dad, that biologically they're not, and that's okay. That's the dad figure. So what is it that we need to do to support and assist them? What are some of the educational barriers that the teenagers face that you've seen so far? I think child care is one of the, the biggest ones. We are seeing um, a lot of our participants no longer attend their traditional um, public school and will go on to a, a GED program or online school. That has been the biggest one that I have seen. We've had several girls who've ended up disenrolling and going to an online school and GED, but we recognize that when our young moms and dads continue with their daily routine, that they are more successful and are more likely to graduate. Sometimes their baby is sick, so they have to miss school. And so helping them with having some type of backup um, child care provider has been an issue as well. Sometimes it's transportation, um, especially if our kids are going to schools that are outside of their district. Um, Bernadette and another advocate assisted with getting a a young lady to and from school last school year um, several times a week so that we can make sure that she graduated. When you say that they transfer to a GED, are they usually 18 and up or 17 and up? This is someone who I think was, might have been 16, 15 or 16. This was this year at one of our local um, city schools. And once she delivered, um, she was having some adjustment issues. And so the school encouraged her to disenroll and go into a a local GED program. Um, We've had some other girls because of maybe some untreated mental health or other physical health problems have also disenrolled and went into um, a GED or online program. Sometimes, too, some things that we see see that might be kind of simple but is a big thing for that young person is they don't have clothes. They feel like they, they don't have proper clothes or they are not able to get their clothes washed. We've run into that situation sometimes where we had to assist and then getting them clothes or figure out how we're going to uh, work it out for them to get their clothes washed and so that they can feel more comfortable, or even shoes, not having the proper shoes, having a coat. We assist a lot in the wintertime and making sure that they have 
coats, gloves, and hats because, you know, some people might kind of take that for granted, but unfortunately right. we have a, a lot of young people who, who don't have that and are in need of that, and um, we definitely want to make sure that those barriers, if we can address them, that we get those taken care of so they can go to school and feel good and feel comfortable, that they're safe, that their baby's safe. Sometimes they don't want to go to school because they feel like they're being judged or there's someone that seems to have an attitude with them. And rather than dealing with it, they just don't go. Talk about the education portion. Also, we're at five Columbus City schools, and we've just had um, some difficulty engaging with them this year. We still are in two of the five what's it called, engagement from some of the other city schools. So we're currently in Walnut Ridge mm-hmm. and Briggs High School. We've been in South High School, which is one of Bernadette's schools. We've been in West High School in Independence. And um, West had a changeover when their, their nurse got pregnant. So trying to re-engage with them. But we have had some meetings with the social workers and nurses. And most recently, mm-hmm. Beechcroft, Whetstone, and Northland has wanted to engage with us. And we are currently at Life Skills, both now it's called North Career Prep, and I think like City Prep or something like that. So we are in both of those schools right now. But um, we know that getting the education is important and just trying to figure out those pieces. We also have a strong partnership with OSU with their Access Collaborative if young people are wanting to go to Ohio State. So they have been a great partner. Um, I know with COVID, that's probably changed, but normally we have graduated, I think, four to five young ladies or dads each year who from that program who go on to be able to go to Ohio State. I wanted to mention about when it comes to sickle cell, too, um, mm-hmm. and even, you know, being able to partner because we do have some young families that have that medical concern or something they need to look into um, because I, I do have a, a young mom with a baby that was, diagnosed and, you know, getting her connected with the services that she needed to um, take better care of her baby. More than willing to try to help you out in any way we possibly can and also become a partner with the Center for Healthy Families. People don't think about that, especially when there's so much other things going on that doesn't really, they don't think about, as you know, they see that their baby's in pain and, you know, the doctor might be saying, oh, the baby's constipated and not really understanding, yeah. no, it could be more to it than that. Exactly. So, yeah, the Faith Thomas Foundation is willing. I know that we've been talking about this for, uh, since last year, about how we can play a role in part, you know, with you guys. And we would, any way that we can help, we'll be there. All you got to do is reach out. Uh, Bernadette, is there anything that else that you would like to add? Yes, actually, there's quite a few things. I want to say when it comes to the Center for Healthy Families, I am very passionate about what I do and all the resource advocates and staff, Mr. Cole, we all are very committed to serving young families 21 and under and the families that they're with to make sure that they are self-sufficient and successful as a family and making sure that that baby is healthy and reach their first birthday. I could go on and on about this organization. I just feel it's very important for the community to understand when we even are at, we're at a health fair and we have our table and we're talking about our organization, you'll be surprised how people avoid our table because they're afraid that they're going to catch getting pregnant or something. It's it's just interesting. (laughs) They do not want to even think about it, and usually they'll say, oh, I don't know anybody that's 
that's pregnant or, oh, I'm, I'm too old for that program. And I have to remind them, I say, I bet you, if you look down the street, if you look at a neighbor, you know someone, either within your family or someone else's, a young person, 21 and under, that's pregnant and or parenting and would really benefit from some extra support. For some reason, they want to deny that that even is happening. But unfortunately, it is. And the community really needs to come together and lift up these young families in order for them to be more successful. And they don't have these barriers that they run into. And a lot of it is because of the community. Us as an organization, relationship is a big thing. Trust and caring. We are an organization that we want to have a relationship with you, know about you, understand that we care about you, and whatever goals that you have, we are going to fight for that together. Because we understand that a lot of young people did not get that independent living skills or they do not have that support. We have a lot of, when it comes to domestic violence, human trafficking, there's just a variety of things that they have obstacles in and just think that they are not going to make it when they can if they have the right support. The Center for Healthy Families also, we look at life, look at that person holistically. So we also focus on safe sleep. We talk about the ABCs of sleep, alone, back, and crib. It's very important for the survival of our babies. We provide pack and plays if they're in need of one. We also, during the holidays, we assist them in getting connected and celebrating the holidays. Some people take that for granted, but we have a lot of families who don't have Christmas trees, who don't have a gift for their baby for their first Christmas. They don't have food for uh, a family holiday meal. And the Center for Healthy Families, in December, we deliver for our participants uh, a box of food for the holidays that will last them for at least a week. We also have some people who donate gifts, totes, different items, just so they can have something to be proud of with their baby and celebrating the holidays. If you guys excuse me for a minute, we need to take an identification break. Hi, this is Ernest Kelly with the Faith Thomas Foundation. You're listening to The Cell on 94.1 FM, WGRN, and WGRN.org worldwide. Listen to us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. We also talk about literacy. It is very important, and sometimes they miss that. We see in schools where, like the elementary schools, they celebrate Dr. Seuss' birthday, Read Across America, and yet they don't really touch base with that young parent who may not be able to read or doesn't understand that they can read to their baby before they're even born to encourage language to uh, when it comes to even bonding or when it comes to preparing that baby for when they go to school, when it comes to speech, that engagement, it's just a variety of things. And so we, is around the 1st of March, we go into different schools. We talk to the young people. We have totes of books, baby books, board books. We have little creative activities they can do with their little one. 
to help encourage literacy. And they don't have to read that book word from word. You know, they can tell their own story or their own song or, again, a certain game. So we're all about relationships and also what they can do to help their family to grow and for them, again, to be self-sufficient and to be happy where they're at, even though things are not quite what they thought it would be, but for them to understand they still have a very bright future. So early on we were talking about education and the, the, the way that you were describing how the schools just kind of cut the kids loose, I find disturbing, or the alternatives that aren't really alternatives. Could you expand on that for us, please? Yes. We have been partnering with um, the non-traditional schools. We are currently partnered with what is formerly was formerly Life Skills, so I think it's City Prep and North North Career Prep, and providing um, support and services mm-hmm. to those um, schools. I know we have um, young ladies and young men in um, the urban with AUS Academy for Urban Scholars, um, as well as yeah. Focus Learning Academy as well, because we recognize that it does have a more flexible schedule for them, but still trying to support those young people um, in getting their education. We actually had one lady, one young lady last year who um, who did not have a GED, but she actually got some of the highest feedback from her teachers just with her dedication and getting her um, GED, and she actually graduated from our program. That's beautiful. Also, Flex High is a big supporter. They will even allow um, the young parent to bring their child if, you know, if there's not too much disruption with the class, but they definitely understand the importance of that parent getting education, and sometimes they, they have to bring their little one, and they're very open to that, and I've been working closely with them as well. And, um, we're, again, we had mentioned for you know, for whatever reason, there might be a teacher, or there might be you know someone who just doesn't quite understand what that person is going through, and that person you know may not be open to what they're, all they're going through, and we're there to help kind of mediate that as well. The teacher may just have a misunderstanding and think that that young parent just has an attitude, or they're not really trying, and that teacher might not even know that they have a child. So sometimes that comes in play, and we have wonderful teachers. At the same time, we're all human. So sometimes things can be a little bit difficult in a situation, and our young people, you know, they have not completely, you know, developed their skills in dealing with society, and they're still learning. So sometimes their tolerance is not the greatest in dealing with maybe a teacher that doesn't understand why they haven't been turning their homework, not realizing what they're dealing with at home because they haven't shared it. So we're there to help that kind of mediate and to advocate. And, you know, sometimes we just run into people that just don't don't get it. So we're hoping that we're there to kind of mm-hmm. educate them and, and help them to see what we can do as a team to lift up our young people and making sure that they are successful. That our goal was to um, improve the, the lives of pregnant and parenting youth, and we appreciate the support that Franklin County um, has been able to provide. We know that we could not do this work without our partners, our parents, or our families, so we thank you. I did want to share something that will be coming up. I'm sure you guys know with COVID-19 that our young people will not be able to return to school 
So we um, actually are in the process of trying to create some type of achievement ceremony for our young people who are either seniors or who are going to be graduating from our two-year program. So we want the community to be able to celebrate um, our young people who have changed the odds for themselves. You know, we know statistically that only 40% of young people will get a high school de um, degree once they have had a baby. So we are planning something hopefully for June 11th for our young people. So just kind of stay tuned for that because we want them to know even though we are un in unprecedented times. Ernie, do you have any last minute questions that you'd like to ask before we get ready to um, close the session out? No, it's been very informative for me again. The work that they do, I tell you, gotta, it just breaks your heart to, to hear, you know, some of the, some of the things we've discussed. I'm glad there's an organization out there that these girls can, girls and boys can uh, go to, you know, to get their self right. Trish, do you have any questions you'd like to ask before we close? So that our listeners can reach you, can you throw out your phone number and website address for us? Yeah, our website I'm is www.centerforhealthyfamilies.com and our phone number is 614-884-4200. Once again, the Center for Healthy Families is for preteens, uh, young ladies and young men that find themselves in a situation where they're now becoming parents. So please reach out to them for any assistance. They can help and guide and direct you uh, and to help navigate your future, some of the burden or things that you consider to be obstacles. Ernie, I thank you for being host today with me. Oh, you're welcome. Trish, I thank you for also participating with me here. No problem. Okay, uh, Bernadette and Nicole, I thank the both of you very much for sharing your information with our listeners regarding the Center for Healthy Families. And with that being said, peace out. The Faith Thomas Foundation would like to thank you for listening to The Cell. We broadcast on WGRN 94.1 FM every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. You can also stream us live on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. on WGRN 94.1. For more information on the Faith Thomas Foundation, please visit our website, Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is FaithThomasFDN.